Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide with your host, Mariana Cooper, founder of AHA Moments International and ahamomentsworld.com. Tune in for the next hour and learn to trust your AHA Moments to lead the way to live a passionate and purposeful life. And now here's your host, Mari. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide. I'm Mari, and happy Tuesday. I'm excited about today's show because it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart. You know, we always focus on success, 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 but um, I think a lot of people don't get there because they get sort of sideswiped by failures along the way. And I want to talk about how to create your own Phoenix Rising effect. I call it the Phoenix Rising effect because most of the time, especially if you're a light worker or somebody, a light leader, I call as my new term, light leader, uh, where you're supposed to lead big groups of people or, you know, do something that's beyond, you know, that's going to get out to the world, right? Something that's going to really help make a a big contribution. A lot of times our personal life takes a lot of twists and turns, more so than the average person, because we are going to be teaching and working with a lot of people so we have to be able to relate to a lot of their various experiences. And when you are a leader of leaders, this happens in magnitude. I have I have many colleagues um, and friends and clients, actually, who have gone through some really amazing twists and turns in their lives as they've been on the trajectory public um, success, that, that public kind of contribution. And I've seen a lot of people who get stuck in the twists and turns of that and they never ever get off the dime. They're kind of always in this little spin because they don't allow themselves to take the risk again. Once they feel that big fall, they feel like history will repeat itself and they they are so busy protecting themselves from it ever happening again that they don't actually move forward. So I just uh, want to asking the guys what we should talk about this week. I guess, you know, it's the fall. It's time for people to actually take action. In the summer, it's kind of easier to kind of be asleep about this kind of thing and kind of keep putting it off. The weather is good. You're outside. You're doing, you know, fun things, hopefully. And it's easy to put this stuff off. But once the fall hits, like it is now, uh, these things come to the surface because it is a time of action. It's a time of harvest. And uh, and we've got a lot going on. So um, this is, I think, is a great topic, and, and we're going to dive in in a couple of minutes. There's two announcements, two things I wanted to talk about before we get into the topic, and that is, well, there's three. The first thing is, if you'd like to call in for a reading a little bit later um, for the day, you can do so at 347-215-9485. That's 347-215-9485. And um, we'll get to doing some readings a, a little bit later in the show. So get in the queue and let Sam chat with you and uh, get you in the list to talk to me. So looking forward to that. The second thing is we are going through a very strange time energy-wise. 
We have Mercury in retrograde, which started last week. So we have another two weeks of that. It ends on October 8th. I believe it started on uh, 16th, 17th of September, something like that last week. And then we have a lunar eclipse next week on the 28th. And um, there's also an equinox going on. So there's a whole lot of stuff. And I actually had made a decision not to kind of do what I used to do, which was announce the Mercury in retrograde and warn everybody and all this, because it really started to feel like we were starting to operate so much out of fear of the retrograde that people weren't able to get anything done. Um, so I I decided the last Mercury in retrograde to sit it out. I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to just ignore Mercury in retrograde this time. And it actually made it for a much easier time because I just wasn't focusing on it. I was focusing on how I wanted things to be similar. But when you have eclipses and all these other things going on, um, and every astrologer on the planet is talking about it, it is something I want to bring up because I think it's always important to understand what the planets are doing just so that you know that how much of your own engine needs to be engaged when you're doing your own personal you know, personal work, whether it's manifesting or, you know, just living life. Just You don't even have to be spiritual work. It's just living life. And so um, when you, when, I think it's important for your own energetic hygiene to always have it as an aspect of something that you consider. Because in these types of times, what can happen is we have, we overreact to things. We might catastrophize more. We might feel heavy energy. I know for me physically, I get very tired, you know, and um, so that might be happening. And feel like you just need more caffeine or more sleep or more exercise. You know, Sam and I were talking about that at the beginning of, you know, before we came on the air. And these types of things can be very influenced by what's going on. Um, You know, I wouldn't say that you need to live by it every minute by minute by minute because it does get a little over the top and then you start letting something outside of you dictate how you choose, what you choose to focus on and whatever you focus on is what you create in your own world. So, but, like I said, when we're dealing with an extreme like this, um, I think it's, it's important to be prudent so you're not beating yourself up or you know, say, oh my gosh, I need to go get a service because everything's wrong. Or you're blowing up on your husband and, and you're like, what's wrong with you? You know, and this is your hormones. No, it's the equinox. You know, I mean, you have to kind of take it, take things into consideration. And, you know, life is a very dynamic process. Now, other Mercury retrogrades that are just a Mercury retrograde, we're not having them during eclipse season. We had a solar eclipse not too long ago. Now we're having a lunar eclipse next, eclipse next week. I mean, there's a lot going on in the atmosphere. So just want to, you know, give you a heads up about that. What you might want to do is take a hot salt bath. You might uh, want to just be a little bit more nurturing with yourself, uh, drinking more water, you know, those types of things, just to ease, just to ease. And think twice before you speak when you are upset or stressed out, just, you know, take the time to take that second deep breath and just t- take it down a little bit, glaring and things like that. Things are misconstrued. Be careful when you're sending those emails. You know, it's very easy to be snippy in an email and um, and get things kind of, you know, spun around and out of control, you know, before you know it. And it's easy to want to snap. If you're feeling, uh, during this time, if you're feeling, you know, particularly sad or despondent about, you know, something, you want to just maybe be 
willing to put it on the back burner for a week or two? See how you feel after the 8th of October when all of this kind of subsides. And, uh, and just roll with it. Just be willing to kind of take the high road for a little bit. Just, just uh, doesn't mean you can't make decisions or whatever, but just, just you know, go easy with yourself because there is a lot going on. All right. So that's that with our AHA energy check. And then the other thing I want to announce is, um, so our angel readings are over. And um, I am now, I have actually a new program. uh, And it's called the Intuition Masters Program. If you saw the announcement for the radio show today, you saw the first announcement about the the Intuition Masters Program. It's a very, very exclusive program. We have a few people in this because it's one-on-one. It's a 10-week one-on-one program for very serious light workers uh, who really want to get fluid in their intuition, who want to work on, you know, we, get, we customize it to whatever it is you want to work on, but it's really um, a very one-on-one, hands-on, customized program. It is by application only. So you have to apply for it. I take a look at it. We see if it's going to be a good fit and then um, you can participate in the program. So if you would like to learn more about that, make sure to check your inbox because you have an email in there about it. We'll send out a, a, you know, a full announcement tomorrow. Um, take a look at that. And if you'd like more information, I'm not even doing a web page for this because I'm only taking, I only have three spots left in the program, but I decided to open it up. I've been going like person by person by person because it's like invitation application only. So when I had readings with people and things, I'd say that person. I could feel like the guy that did that person. So um, I have three spots left. And you can email me at support at ahamomentsinc.com. Support at ahamomentsinc.com. So there's, you know, we have people who are working on their business. We have people work on personal issues. Um, people who want to, you know, eventually become an intuitive something. There's lots of different things that we can do during those 10 weeks, but it is one hour a week with me for 10, for 10 weeks, and uh, and there is an application process. So, like I said, supportedweek.com if you'd like to consider participating in that. And um, actually, I think that is the end of today's announcements. Oh, we will be having our uh, self-love project. That was a very popular call last week. Our self-love project training coming up. So, the... Uh, early registration will start next week, and we'll you know there's a free uh, three week a three part free video training series that we're putting together. So that's coming up uh, shortly, probably right after retrograde is over. <laughs> we'll be launching into that. So um, I think that's it for now. Let's move on. Our topic. And you know um, sometimes it doesn't really require a big fall to feel a big thing to happen to feel like you're taking a big fall. Um, I I know I've had, you know, being an entrepreneur for just shy of 20 years, uh, I have seen my life flash before my eyes on many occasions. I've taken some huge leaps. I've crashed into walls and I've landed on my feet sometimes and not, you know, land on my face other times. And I think that it's important to address the, the, the land on your face thing because what I've noticed on Facebook in particular, and, you know, being in a business that I'm in, I'm around a tremendous amount of motivational, personal development, uh, self-help, um, spiritual, metaphysical, 
law of attraction, manifesting gurus and all that. And um, and I, I, I can say that there's many, many, many who are extremely reputable and wonderful, and I, I'm honored to, to work with them. And then there are many who are copycats and who do not talk about the whole story. And we have, with all the information that we make, we get now, because, you know, I have this conversation with my friend every day, <laughs> we are so bombarded now with content, right, with information. We have Twitter. We have, I don't only mention Twitter because my publicist was mad at me the other day that I don't have a lot of people on Twitter. I've been focused on Twitter. But we have Twitter. We have YouTube. We have Facebook. We have Pinterest. We have Instagram. We have LinkedIn. We have, you know, just the blogs. The blogosphere is insane. And we have, then we also have cable. And we have Hulu. And we have Netflix. And we have, the you know, the regular primetime stations. We have all the reality TV. There's a true, and not to mention all the other advertising plus the you know terrestrial radio, regular radio, internet radio. You know, there's so much that we're being bombarded with on a daily basis, and so we, with everyone knowing that, as as the the person advertising, so as like myself, like as a spiritual leader, uh, we all have to. We know that there's a lot out there and we have to be kind of short about what we want to say, right? So there's all kinds of posts on Facebook about, you know, it, all you need to do is get started and success will show up and, you know, just be happy and all these little quippy, you know, pithy things. And, you know, sometimes I look at them, depending on my mood, and say, well, maybe not so much. You know, they'll just, t- just they have the picture of the guy standing on the cliff with his arms over his head, just take the leap. Like he's about to jump off the cliff and then, you know, he's going to be caught by the angels or whatever. And, you know, sometimes it's a good thing to jump off the cliff. Other times it's probably not a good idea. You know, <laughs> it doesn't mean that, you know, that you're supposed to just go without some sort of plan or some sort of construct to what you're doing. Now, there are times when you have that intuitive hit and you say, that way, I'm going that way, okay? And you go, and it works. There are other times when you get that intuitive hit, and you say, that way, I'm going that way, and it doesn't quite work. In fact, you kind of slam into the side of the mountain, and somebody has to rescue you out, you know? And then they kind of prop you back up, put your on crutches, you know? And you fall down again, and somebody else props you up. And you, I mean, this is life, especially entrepreneur. Anybody who tells you that they are step-by-step that's going to make it perfect for you is not telling you the truth because it's all about you making it perfect for you. And there is no such thing. The only thing that's perfect is imperfection. Okay? So I want to be very clear with that. So if you are facing a, a, a situation where you feel like you've failed or you've taken a big fall and you're really kind of smarting about it, you know, you're feeling like wounded, and you notice that you're procrastinating, or you know, especially if it happened a while ago, and you're basing, you know, kind of that I've got my back is up against the wall and I have to make a decision type of situation, and that only reason why you're not making a decision is because of a past fall. I'm talking to you today because I really have been there, and there's a way to dig out of that, you know. And I know, like the title of the show, Phoenix Rising. You know, Phoenix Rising, it, it seems like it's like one quick 
thing. The bird is in the fire, the flames, it's the ashes, and poof, there's the bird up out of the ashes. They don't really talk about what the time lapse is from the ashes to the flapping bird. You know, <laughs> there's a lapse there. There's, there's some stuff going on in between the ashes and the flight, okay? And that's the part that nobody likes to talk about because guess what? That doesn't sell programs. It doesn't sell packages. It doesn't sell books. You know, it doesn't, but it's reality of life that life is, you know, one moment at a time. And life is really about what you're focused, what you focus on. And life is so much more in your control than you think. And if you are looking back at your past, I know some people that every single day, all the time, they, 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 default back to something that happened in their past. Whether they're whatever they're trying to justify something good or something bad, they default back to the time in their past. You know, how many of you have you know just tell stories about the past? I see people on Facebook all the time. It's like, oh when I used to, oh I just want to get back to where I was. Oh I just want to go back there. Oh I just want to be where I was ten years ago. Oh I just want to be where I was twelve years ago. Well guess what? There is no way you'll ever be where you were 10 to 12 years ago, ever. You won't even be where you were yesterday. Why? Because the frequency changes. You're not the same frequency. You're not even the same body because our bodies regenerate themselves as well. But you're not, there's nothing that is going to get you to be back where you were 10 years ago. What you might want to say that's actually a better command to the energy is, I'd like to move forward. Or, like, or even better than that, I like to be present with everything I desire in the now, right now. You know, because ultimately, it's all available. Now, there are, you know, learning curves and all that kind of stuff. So what I, the first point I wanted to really make, though, was that I, please, please, please stop saying you want to go back anywhere to anything. Now, you might want to say what I'd love to do is, uh, bring some of that confidence I had in my 20s forward to now. Okay? You know, bring some of that. I know when I was in my 20s, oh, boy, I couldn't tell me anything. I was, <laughs> especially when I was in corporate America, oh, boy. I would pick up the phone and I would call anybody. I wanted to work on Janet Jackson's world tour. I picked up the phone. I called the manager. You know, <laughs> I, I, it, was, it was crazy. I wanted to work with Elizabeth Taylor on a fundraiser for AIDS. I called her people, I, you know, and got the, gotten letters from them and everything. You know, I just, I, you couldn't tell me that I could do something. Just couldn't tell me. And then I went through a real dark night of the soul, mid-30s, and, uh, and, you know, and all that confidence just sort of went by the wayside. You know, there's a lot of reflection. Now, when you hit, when you get sideswiped by life, for my fiance, passed away, gained a bunch of weight, there was all, you know, I, I left my job, I, I left like kind of a life structure, you know, and I was just like, whoa, you know, I lost so much, and I've had lots of loss, you know, relationships, uh, all kinds of things, but what I learned was that those are the times when the universe is making you dive deep down into, it's called, I call it root development where your roots are growing. You know, a tree can't, can only stand as tall as its roots are deep. So the roots grow, the root system grows. And then you see what pops up above the soil, right? 
that tree can't, it can you know, maybe stand a bit, but it's not going to stand up to a storm. And a lot of our growth towards these big goals is underground, in the darkness. So to me that you're not growing, it just means, you know, if you're not getting the, the blossoms on the trees, you're not getting the accolades, you're not getting all of the fancy stuff. You know, it's funny because uh, somebody was saying, going to be an overnight success with this book and, and then I laugh I'm like yeah 20 years being overnight success it's been a tremendous amount of work to get a book out the door you know and I had great success when it came to the actual process of I got an agent talking to her I you know I we sold the, the book was we got our first offer for the book within 24 hours of the book her pitching to 55 publishers you know, we got a really major publisher to take me on and publicists and all kinds of things. But that was just because I had worked for so long on telesummits and, you know, we've we've cl- over 500 episodes of shows and just, you know, flop after flop after flop and, you know, highs as well and thousands and thousands of clients and, you know, doing events and, and working with other people who are in the business and, and joint venturing and the telesummits and on and on and on and on. So by the time I it was time to do something like publish a book, I had such a role, you know, I had such a, you know, we have a platform, we have a community, you know, I have experience of media, tra- all these things. It was easy for them to say yes because I wasn't coming to them as a blank slate. And for, you know, as a sideboard for anybody who want, out there who wants to write a book and who wants to get traditionally published, you know, and go beyond the self-publishing thing, you really do need to put pay your dues and put in your work. And it will be, it's not a hard process if you have what they're looking for. It's not hard at all. I mean, it's hard as far as a lot of work and a lot of, you know, wanting to change things, whatever, but it's not hard as in as people try to, who are selling all these programs on being self-published, trying to make traditional publishing seem like it's impossible, it's not impossible if you have what they want. You know, if, you, if you've if paid attention and you've done the, the legwork. So a lot of the stuff that you go through, part of that legwork is the failures because you learn so much underground. You learn so much. You stop, you reflect. And what it also builds, particularly wants to know about, it builds empathy. You know, I used to watch some of my friends in corporate America, and then they were making money, and they were sitting real high on the mountaintop, and they were had their cars and their kids and their this and their that. You know, hadn't been through any loss, hadn't been through any criticism, hadn't been through, you know, and they were just banging it up the corporate ladder. And then one day, there was a layoff, or one day, somebody died, or one day, they got a divorce, or one day, something happened, the money ran out, or something happened. And that same person that used to put people down and snicker behind their backs and all that kind of stuff, all of a sudden was one of those people. And let me tell you, totally different people now. Totally, you know, got rid of the husband, the old house, you know, whatever. And they're totally different people and so much happier because they found themselves within that, in that within the ashes. There's a lot of gold in those ashes. A lot, a lot of gold. So there are big types of falls, and there are small types of falls. We have what I call the dark night of the soul, and I think we've talked about that on the show in the past, but essentially we have our various life categories. We have our relationships, our job, our health, our uh, money, our finances and whatnot, our families, and 
you know, most of the time we have a we have most people have a one or two or three or sometimes four of those categories are really pretty on par all the time. Some people are just money people. No matter what happens to them, they have money. And uh, but they may not have health, right? They're always in the hospital. They're always at the doctor. They're always, you know, so their so their weaker constitution is the health. They're learning. Their learning category, I call them, is might be health. You know, where you have some people have chronic money issues, like they just can't seem to get on their feet financially. It's just like you, every time you talk to them, you think, "Oh, are you better now?" And it's like, "Well, no, not really." And regardless of the cause, it's just kind of their their sheet for learning. Their their platform for learning is in the area of finance. That's where they're going to learn their empathy lessons. That's going to where they're going to learn their soul acceleration lessons. Okay, some people it's relationships. You know where they just really focus, in. and and you can know what your that your your learning category is by what it is you're longing for the most, and what is it that feels like the most chronic issue that you have, and that category is where you signed up to learn the majority of your lessons: empathy, your courage, your resilience, your uh, you know your your. Uh, how, how do you, how you manage your emotions, all that kind of stuff, okay? And so some people learn that through health, some, some people relationships, some now through a variety of different things. When you have though a acute time of acceleration, you will go through what's called a dark night of the soul, and that's where it seems like you have crisis in all of those categories, or the majority of them, four out of five, or you know, three, I, I would say, you know, let's say there's six categories. I say when you get to that four, four, thing, four areas feel like they're collapsing around you, that's a dark night of the soul. And that's usually a time where this is the, you know, talk about Phoenix Rising, this is an opportunity because it's really a leveling up. It's like going from 15,000 feet to 30,000 feet in a plane. You go through turbulence on the way up to the next altitude, right? So it's an altitudinal change in your life. So some people literally commit suicide over because they can't figure out, they don't know that it's really an altitude shift, that you're being accelerated, that you're being, you know, pushed forward, that you're being taking a quantum leap. It's like the gymnast punching off the board and going over the vault, you know. That's what those times are. Absolutely, that's what those times are. But it is really, really easy. And you could t- I don't care who you talk to, myself included, uh, as far as, coaches and teachers and leaders and book authors and all of every single one of them has been through a dark night of the soul in some way, shape, or form. They may not publicize it, but they've been through it. Because where do you think all that wisdom comes from? You know, you don't get that wisdom, that level of wisdom from everything, everything being sunshine, lollipops, and roses. You know, yeah, we can channel a lot, this and that, but what do you think would drive a person to want to channel in the first place? Because they're super happy, joy, joy, oh, let's go find somebody in the ethers to talk to? Probably not. It's probably more like, OMG, I'm going to die. Is there anybody out there listening? And then they hear, yes, I'm listening. How can I help you? I am your angel. You know, whatever. But you are not doing that when you've got, you know, resources in every category of your life and you're running around to the, to the Cartier and driving the ballet and, you know, all the, you, you know, generally if you if everything is cushy, cushy, you, you're not being driven to ask for those, you know, for extra advice from on high because it feels like everything's in a good place. Now, 
what would be nice to see, and my cats love this show. They are jumping all over my office desk, and I'm trying to get them not to flip over my AC. Uh, what, what, what the guys would like to see, and I think what we are moving forward in, in this new energy, you know how I always talk about this new energy, what we're moving forward in is that the energy itself, the energetic rift that we're all connected to, has accelerated. And it has been accelerating exponentially every single day, especially since 2012. We've had other times, the harmonic convergence and the harmonic concordance all back in the 80s and 90s and et cetera. We've had, you know, acceleration points in history, okay? Uh, the fall of Hitler was one. You know, they, they said that's quote-unquote when the New Age actually started. It's all kinds of, you know, everybody has all kinds of speculation. But we're at a time of acceleration because the frequency of the grid has changed. And and in addition to that, in addition to the frequency changing, the uh, ability for us to communicate with each other on the physical plane has changed. So if you want to know, this is something I'm literally channeling right now, they're just telling me this. If you want to know, if there's been a frequency change, pay attention to the various systems of communication that you use on Earth. So, for instance, in 2007, Facebook came. And because Facebook, you know, well, of course they had MySpace before that and all that, but we started this trajectory in the early 2000s of interconnecting. connect with each other was accelerating and on the underground on the energetic level our the new grid was starting to load in so that energetically we were connecting at a much higher frequency why because we needed you're not going to be exposed to so many more opinions for instance we have facebook right facebook fascinates me there's billions you know who knows how many people on this thing now right hundreds of billions billions whatever and Prior to that, people didn't know what the other people were thinking unless they were reading a newspaper, major, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, these types of things, LA Times, Chicago Tribune, those types of, you know, Miami Herald, those big papers. They were one of the few primes, you know, one of the few major TV networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, you know. They were one of the major radio stations or major magazines. Lifetime news, right? So, but and and major publishers and major record companies, right? So when I say major, there was like ten of them each, right, or less, and they held all the power of our ability to communicate with each other. Guess what they also did? Because they were natural, built-in societal filters, they fed us a certain amount of information that our energetic circuits could actually handle. The energetic grid was slower. The information coming at us was slower. What we had to react to and shift in gears with was slower. When the communication system amped up to now Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, LinkedIn, you know, the whole thing, our, it, it, it collapsed the filtering of these big powerhouses and now Everybody is their own powerhouse. You can iTunes, come on, you know, Netflix. You can produce your own TV, your own music. You can 
do your own book. You could create your own. I mean, look at these YouTube stars. These kids uh, make a fortune. And they're doing makeup. You know, look at the little kid on Dancing with the Stars. Eight million followers this kid has. He's dancing on Dancing with the Stars. Why? Because he's got a following. Right? He's got a voting public that, that the show feels valuable. But if all of that is going on in our muck-muck mundane world, imagine what's going on in our energetic world. We are now being exposed to so much more awareness of what's going on. How many times do you go through your Facebook and you see a dog that's been abused or a woman, oh, God, some of these things are dead children. Oh, God. My friend Joe says to me all these horrible things. <laughs> like, and I, every day we fight, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you. Why are you sending this stuff? Because it's, it's a bombarding, right? And the more, especially if you guys are light workers, every time you see something on there that's a, a, a really hard thing to look at, your energy, you just jolt. And remember, whatever you focus on, you create more of. So if, if the intensity of everything increases, so if you have all of that just by showing up and just by mindlessly scrolling through Instagram or Facebook or whatever any of these things are, which, by the way, is when you're most energetically receptive to a message is when you're mindlessly scrolling through. It's almost it's like kind of trance-like. You, you receive it way more than you would think. Right? It hits you way, way deeper. And it shifts your energy. So the frequency, the energetic grid had to be upgraded because our ability to communicate and be our exposure level was going to go whoosh, through the roof. All right? Why does this all come up? Because a lot of times what you're perceiving as a big fall is actually a, a pruning of the vine so that you can grow or accelerated growth of your roots for your stability or it's a, or it could be and or for each of these things. Uh, or it is a little gift package of what your life purpose is. One of your life purpose. I don't really believe in one life purpose, but one of your life purposes is. Most of the time, our life purpose comes in the form of adversity. Our thing that we can make, uh, let's say, let's, let's stop the word life purpose. And let's say your one of your lightest contributions to others originates in these little pockets of crisis. So when my fiance passed away, and I was in the cemetery, and we had just buried him, and I'm looking across, you know, I'm in my late twenties, I'm looking across the hills of, you know, we were Washington D.C., and it was big cemetery, beautiful cemetery, big oak trees, you know, the whole thing, rows and rows of headstones. And I looked around and I said, you know, this guy who's very young has died with most of his dreams intact. I mean, yes, he was talented, you know, choreographer and actor and singer and all these, all this stuff. But it, the grave was way richer with his talent than we were because he hadn't gotten fully out there yet, right? And that's when it hit me how many people go into their graves with all their dreams intact. How rich is this cemetery? How rich are, is this soil with people who have not risen out of the ashes, who has gotten sideswiped, misidentified what that was, did not bounce out of it, or who blamed it on somebody else, or who gave all their energy to their kids and figured their kids will make something of themselves, their, their, their loss. How many people have, have done that? And that's when it hit me. That was a, a, like a massive turning point for me 
that I needed to focus on helping people get their work out to the world. And that sort of intertwined over the years with, you know, the whole intuitive thing. And, you know, I won't go into that whole story at this point, but I I, I would just say that that was a, a terrible time for me, but it was a big, giant apricot seed being put into the ground, you know, for an entire career and with ridiculous number of twists and turns. So when you're going through these things yourself, when you're in these dark night of your soul, the most important, there's a couple of really things that, uh, you know, when you're down in the in the trenches of this kind of stuff, it's really important. This is part of the, the, the rising from the ashes system. Is you want to have three different support systems. And a lot of people stop with the first one. The first support system is friends and family, if they can relate, and that's a big if. The second one, because some of them are going to tell you, well, you know, you should have stayed in corporate. Like my, my mom was like, well, if you just stayed with that phone company, maybe you wouldn't be so stressed out, you know, because I was going through a hard time with my business. And, you know, to her, you know, corporate was, was the safe place. But anyway, your friends and family support system one, or A, let's call it sports with me, professionals, mental health professionals, okay? Do not be shy with that. Okay, and I'm not talking life coaches per se. I'm talking about like a true mental health practitioner, psychotherapist, uh, social worker, that type of person. Um, that's one tier. Of course, life coaches are another tier for sure. But you want to go to those professionals who can really evaluate where you at are at stability-wise. If you've been going through a major trauma, I, I know on some readings, people call me for a reading and I really need mental health. I happen to have a degree in psychology in a background in the mental health field and was med certified and all that, so I kind of know my way around. But I can always tell when somebody really needs more mental health support than they do a reading with the angels or an Akashic record thing or even a coaching, right? They need more systematic support. So professionals who are who are adept at working with whatever issue you're going through. So maybe if you're dealing with something with your taxes, you're going to go to a tax attorney to get help to get somebody in the arena who sees all these things all day long. They see all the catastrophes. They know how to get you out of it. That's the type of thing you need to seek out. You know, if it's mental health, you're depressed. If you're uh, sad, if you're angry, you need to go to someone who has a a good, solid, reliable, duplicatable system to help you to lead into. It doesn't mean that you won't evolve into something else or a more energetic spiritual thing, but I think a lot of times we really do need to focus it, you know, where the issue is at hand. And then also the energetic, you know, healing kinds of professionals. Um, I think that we all really have moved to this, my platform as I launch the book and everything, that, you know, a lot of times when you're doing these kinds of things, you have to, and I have two publicists now, so that's constantly like the, the push to kind of define yourself, you define what you stand for. And I think what I really discovered was that I really think it's important to be able to take all of these esoteric principles and apply them to real life and live in on the real life side of the fence, not so much on the energetic side of the fence. I see a lot of people, when they discover the energetic side of things, they think they're supposed to abandon real life. But we're here on earth to have fun and to, to work and to contribute and to learn and to, to be. And you can't do that if you're always trying to escape through energetic things. So, it's a matter of collaborating the two together. 
And so I would not be afraid of inviting professionals who are on kind of on, I call on the real world side of the fence, you know, on the sort of uh, physical world side of the fence, and then incorporate a team of energy people as well. But you need to have both so you have a, have a balance because ultimately taking physical action is what's going to get you out of most most things. Right, you know, you'll get the energetic hit, you'll get the energetic lift, you'll you'll channel, you'll do angels and everything. For me, I do all of that. But if I wasn't willing to write the chapters of the book by going to the bookstore every single day, writing for three hours or whatever, I, I wouldn't have physically, you know. And if I didn't get an agent and get a publisher, I wouldn't get the book out. So you have to collaborate the two. A lot of people try to hide in the psychic and energetic stuff. And, and you don't want to do that. You want to collaborate the two together. That's the poor system of, you know, earth people, of earth professionals, and then your energetic professionals. And then the third support system that you want to make sure you have are the people who've been through it. Okay, so if, you know, you're trying to tell, talk about, you know, your issue with your relationship to someone who, has never been married or who has never, uh, who had a horrible divorce or whatever, it, it's, it's probably not the best person, you know. You want it, like they have these grief groups and these different support groups, whether, you know, you know, of course there's all the 12-step groups, but there's all sorts of groups of meetups and things. You want to get a small support group of people who've been through what you're going through so that you can kind of get perspective. Doesn't mean that you're supposed to be there forever and just, you know, have it be a bitch session or anything, but if you have a combination of these different support systems, you'll know who to turn to for, you know, at what point, but you want to always be focused on the next step towards healing. The next step towards healing. It is very comfortable. I was talking about this to a client the other day. Inertia is one of the biggest comfort zones out there. And grief is also a big comfort zone because, you know what, a lot of times, uh, change requires vulnerability, okay? So when we stay grief-stricken, angry, sad, you know, oh, I'm procrastinating, I don't know why, am I stuck, why, tell me why I'm stuck. You're stuck because you like inertia. And you might not like it in the way that you like ice cream, but you like it better than you like being vulnerable and taking risks. So you pick inertia each day. At the end of the day, you pick it. At the end of the day, you pick it. Now, it might be, and that's what my, was my next point and will be my last point because we're going to get to some readings. Everything is a choice. And on, at some point, you know, you go through that, the, the severity of the whatever, you kind of get on the other side, but then there's that kind of like shell shock kind of time where you're just like, oh, God, I just went through it. I went, it's over, but oh, my goodness. And then you kind of retreat and all that. Then you make a choice. And it's healthy to retreat, by the way. But then it's also healthy to get back in the saddle, and that's the rising process. This is the bird rising up out of the ashes. So when you get back in the saddle, and you start to operate and expand in your world again. Okay? Having your band of support to teach will help you. They'll have perspective that you may not have because you're involved. And they'll be able to tell you, it's time. It's time for you to step forward now. It's time. I know it might feel a little you know, vulnerable, and it's been kind of comfy cozy being in this kind of, you know, I had a horrible thing happen to me, and I just, you know, but it's important that you, you know, those that support team can give you perspective of when it's time for you to move on, 
And you'll also know in your body and in your energy, okay, and one day you just become less emotionally charged and less emotionally charged and less emotionally charged, and you'll look back at the issues and say, huh, yeah, that happened. And, you know, doesn't mean you might get a little, get a little uh, you know, a little tinge of something, but for the most part, time really does heal all wounds. And, you know, this, this rising part is, is really about the expansion into the world again and then taking whatever it is you went through, which is why it's important to keep a journal of all this stuff and your different, you know, milestones and backslides and milestones and backslides along the way. But journaling and getting to that next level where uh, you can gift this experience and become one of, part of one of those support teams for someone else. Many, many friends who call me and say, Barry, I have this business I'm starting, and, and, I, and I, I just have to talk to you. I want to talk to you about, you know, whatever piece of the business they're in because they know that nine times out of ten, whatever they're going through, I've been through it at some point in the last 20 years, you know, and I said, oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that's just this, this, and that. Oh, really? You know, I didn't fail. Nope, you didn't fail. That's just normal. And I will keep going through this, this, you know. It's just, it's part of the, the process. Okay, so you get an adversity, you overcome it, part, you, you, you know, you feel great about yourself for overcoming it, and then you gift it back, gift back some of that wisdom. There's a, a, a saying that says, uh, anyone can learn from their own mistakes, but it takes a wise man to learn from the mistakes of others. And when you're willing to share what those mistakes are or were, it really can be a gift. It really could be a gift to someone else getting their work out the world a little sooner than you did, you know. So I'm going to stop here. Uh, I'm going to just give you the number of call in. It's 347-215, almost forgot it, 9485. It's 347-215-9485. And we're going to start right now with some calls. I see Sam has you guys lined up. If you've been waiting on the phone, thank you. And please come back to the phone now so that when we swing by, you are actually still there. Okay, so first we have Diana in Florida. Hi, Diana. Hi. That was great. Am I muted? Oh, good. Yep. Oh, you can nope, hear me. I okay, hear I thought I was yep. good. <laughs> I think you've answered my questions, but I want to tell you what happened today, and I'll be quick so everybody else can talk. Um, okay. I've, I have I have a circle of crystals and I have my Zapatio scale twinning forks and I sing, you know, the things that um I'm thankful for my big bottle of greens. Now this has been going on for three months now. They cost like a hundred dollars. I'm a, I'm thankful I get to walk in that health food store with a hundred bucks to buy my big bottle of greens for my light body. I'm a light worker. I'm pretty I work a lot. So um uh-huh. work a lot put on my feet. So anyway, that's one of them, and I don't need to tell you the rest of them because what happened today related to that one. So after using the restroom, I look in the mirror and I say, you are worthy of a big bottle of greens, you know that. Somebody knocks on the door. Now, this week I had received a bunch of meat, like hamburger and pork and, and ribs and things that I've been trying to make that you know I just don't desire. And somebody knocks on the door, and I decide to answer it because I'm hoping it's my computer I manifest that I have every day because 49 are coming to the door because I'm going to give 48 of them to people like me. But anyway, it was a man driving a meat truck. Oh, wow. So what was the universe telling me? 
because I've been trying to, I've been struggling just to get through all this free meat that was given me, and and I've been, I've pra- practically pleaded, you are worthy of a bottle of greens, you know. I finally reached my two month limit of asking for that, <laughs> and yep. this is what I get. I get somebody to ask me if I want some meat, and then and then I told him I really need. Okay, to I gotta stop you. Greens. I have to stop you. I have to stop you. I have to stop you, have to stop you because. Okay. Um, I I think that I thank you for the story, but I have to get on to the next person, and <laughs> and I am it's it's very clear that you have a really uh, strong connection with whatever it is you're doing down there in Florida, and that you are attracting in by your very focus what you are looking for. So congratulations on that. Thanks for sharing. We're going to move on to the next person. And that would be Stephanie in Arkansas. Hi, Stephanie. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. What's your question? Um, My question, I went through a divorce several years ago. And last night I was looking through some old notebooks from that time because retrograde. And uh, I feel like I've bounced back. But reading that got me thinking about whether I'm still stuck with some stuff from back then, especially in the area of finances, and a little bit health, but mostly finances. And I'm not not sure what you can see around that or how to heal from it because it's apparent it's so subconscious. Okay, so I'm I'm a little confused. Is, so you you said you're looking at. Um, Look, at journals that I kept around the time that I was going through the divorce. Right, right. No, that part I got. And so okay. now when you start to read things like that, and I know that happened to me when I was moving, I literally, like an idiot, bought like 16 boxes of journals from New York to California. <laughs> Ridiculous. But I didn't have you time to go to them because, well, that's what I thought. Like, who knows? What, what's going to happen when I write my memoirs, you know? And, <laughs> dumb, 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 dumb. I could have just picked one because they were all the same problems in the same 17 times. That's true. That's true. So, you know, it's just, you know, but so what happens is you spiral, okay? You spiral up from these things. So when you go back and look, it's a great kind of, uh, you know, it's just a a balancer to show you where you come from. But it is is a caution to say, okay, um, it it feels more like it was a marker for you. Again, like I started talking at the top of the show, you can't go back to where you were. So even though you're observing right. it now from where you sit, now you're in a totally different frequency now. Yeah. So it may you have a lot more opportunity to shift that. So what I would say is that in your, you know, meditation work and your in your focus and your intention work, that you just ask mm. instead of trying to fix, 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 just ask for a healing. And just say, you know what, can you please just call on your guide uh, Archangel Michael mm-hmm. happens to be around you, by the way, and just say, "Can I please have oh. a healing of this?" And to please take any residual uh, energies that would be slowing me down from that time and bring them up to speed. Okay, and that will okay. help to shift that. I wouldn't feel like so you even were though they're subconscious. Like I don't have to know right. what it no. is. Or... No, no, no. It's actually even better. It's okay, actually even better. Because you don't get all caught up in it in your mental mind. Use your mental mind for something positive and fun. Joy is the best octane for manifesting ever. So instead of like trying to 
ratchet in your head, how, you know, oh, my gosh, I was doing that when I was divorced, now I'm still doing it. You know, forget about it. Go to the yeah. hide it. At the just kind of stay in the uh, joy vibration as much as... Stay in the joy vibration. You know, because you're staying in it with awareness. You're not blissing out and if you're having joy with intention <laughs> of healing, right? There's a difference, right? Okay. So, so there's a directionality I, to it that way. That right. That's right. That's okay. right. And the first thing you want to do is just, in your meditation work, maybe the next day or two, just ask for healing around that. And just ask for any information that you need to know in order to foster the healing. Because remember, we were talking about that collaboration between, yeah. you know, physical, real world, and the energetic. That's what we want. We want a perfect figure, as perfect as we get figure eight, where we kind of have, you know, a balance. Now, what I will say, this is going to sound contradictory to the perfect figure eight, because the guys are just saying, wait a second. Energy <laughs> always is more powerful than physical action. You know, it's there's a statistic, okay. I forget the exact statistic, but it was like 17 seconds of energetic thought is worth two hours of physical activity. Wow. So, yeah, it's it's that kind of a ratio. <laughs> it's huge. And so okay. what you want to do is always work the energy first and then what you... That, okay. that whatever physical activity is left over, it's the bare minimum of what you what you would do if you did it the other way around. Most people focus on the physical and then, oh, maybe they should go listen to Mari's show and get a little energy. That, that might yeah. be like, no. should do the energy so it's stuff. Work, work first. smarter, not harder. <laughs> right. You and is it. Archangel Michael a good one for that, for like the raising the vibration? and? Absolutely. He's the best. And he's okay. a wonderful protector. So, so yeah, he's going to you know, put that white light around you. And he's the teaching angel for the light workers. So he he's around you for a reason, for sure. So okay. I would just, you know, keep journaling and um, and do that. And I think you should be in good shape. I yeah, think burn you're, I think the old ones, make new ones. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, thank you. All right, take care. Have a great night. Okay, who do we have? Okay, so now we have Janet in New York. Hi, Janet. Hi, Mari. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, my question this evening is around uh, my work. I've uh, okay. had a lot, lot of upheaval the last three, four years where I've um, uh, been out of work for a year at a time, which has never happened to me in 30-plus years. And, right. Um, I, the last, this last year, I relocated to New York with a job, so I've been employed for the last year, but I seem to be repeating patterns of the past where I just seem to be working harder and longer, and there just really doesn't seem to be much, um, I don't know, job satisfaction. It doesn't feed, feed me what, what you know, the, I don't know. There's not a lot of joy around it, and so I right. just seem to be repeating these patterns, and it seems to be getting harder and harder, and I mean, I'm doing the job fine and things are going okay, but it's just not very rewarding. And I just right. if there's any input or thoughts you might have. When you were looking for the job, what was your 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 attitude about it? Were you saying, I really need to find something to carry me through, I need to just get moving again and then I can sort it out? Or were you saying, I want to find the job of my dream? Actually, I was looking for, I don't know that I said job of my dreams, but I wasn't looking for a job just to fill because I did have a couple opportunities and they weren't right. I knew they weren't right, so I passed on them. And so I was really okay. looking for a job that was going to grow me to the next level and give me opportunities. And and this could 
feed into that, but I mean, it's been a year, and it's it's just unfortunately it's a company that just you know asks okay, stop, for more stop, and more. Stop! And more stop, stop! 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 You. Stop! Okay. So here's here's the thing. When people move like that, you know, it was funny because I had a friend who just moved from North, from California to North Carolina, and I told her, "Don't move. You're going to be miserable. You're going to be miserable." You're going to be, oh no, I have to move. I have to move, Marion. You know, but she was kind of down and out and depressed here, and she thought that just by moving she was going to be better because she thought, and she moved, and now she's down and out and depressed there. Now she wants to move back. So, you know, it's the good old adage: wherever you are, there you will be. So this is this is not a job thing. The job is like what we were talking about earlier in the show is your is your kind of schoolyard, your your learning opportunity. That's that's the job. That's the category where you, you do, you know, your big spiritual learning. But the reason why it's repeating itself is because you're working very much from the physical world, but you're not working enough with the energy for shifting. So, you know, you're looking and you're reacting. You're reacting. You're watching the job and you're reacting. It's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not liking this. I'm not liking this. And then you're reacting and something happens. And what you don't realize is that you're not liking it is actually making it get worse. So, because that's the influencer, but what's really creating it is is your focus and your imagination, and you know, and if you're going home and you're kind of envisioning the the situation you were in today and the, your conversation with the boss, and then you're envisioning, you know, how much worse is it going to be, and then you're thinking back and envisioning how it was in the last job, and then you're comparing the two jobs. You're using your imagination, which is your most powerful creation tool, against yourself. So that's why it's repeated. So what you're going to do is going to feel very counterintuitive to you because clearly you're very, very, um, you're a smart lady. You have a high level of intelligence. I bet you have a very high IQ. You can just feel it. And um, and you are intellectual in the sense that because you're smart and you're rational and you can put things together, you're great at that kind of a thing. But that's like, and, and animates your energy if it's not counterbalanced appropriately with intuitive stuff. So my my suggestion to you is to start to do is a little exercise. Um the first thing I'd like you to do is, is just write down. You could do this you could do this with a visioning session, but I think for you it would be better to write down because it'll feel more real, more you know, more concrete. Is uh-huh. to take your what if money was no object what would my perfect day and my perfect lifestyle look like? And you can cha- interchange perfect with magical, whatever word you want, because it's perfect, sends you off the edge, oh, no, it's perfect, forget it. You know, so don't analyze it, but just take the time to really write it. And the reason why, when I say to write it, I want you to write it by hand, I don't want you to type it. When you write by hand, it actually has a higher vibration than typing, because you're not okay. in an electromagnetic field of a computer, right? So it'd be nice if you could take a notebook outside and just right. So, and the also it involves your physical body. Your energetic intelligence is in every single cell in your body, not just in your head. So when you do the writing and you do it with the stroke of that pen, it's engaging all of your energetic faculties plus your physical faculties and you get that collaborative effect that I was talking about earlier in the show. Okay? So that takes us from just a cute little Mar- exercise that Mari gave me to a full-on kind of interaction with your energy that starts to unstick it 
Because okay. you're literally taking an action for shifting. Okay, I don't want to say change to you because that word it sets you off. It's a <laughs> shift. Okay, because mm-hmm. you're a smart girl. You, that smartness, by the way, Janet, works against you. Okay, sure. You, you know it. So you need to chill out on that, and you need to do what I tell you, and you need to write this thing. Okay, I say you're like my friend Joan. You're like my friend Joan. I know it. Uh, I want you to write that out. What you This little, because you know what that lightness is that's saying, oh, I want to do that, but then there's the delta tick. Now, the lightness that says, oh, that sounds like fun, is the inner child in you. The inner child is always the point of creation. We all have one. The inner child is the point of creation. The feminine is the visionary, takes the idea of the inner child, says, oh, what can we do with that? And the masculine is the taskmaster. That's the to-do list portion of you. Okay? We all have all three within us, but usually we only give a voice to one. So for you, you've kind of gotten overloaded with the masculine energy of getting things done, and you've shut down your communication with the visionary and with the child, which is why this is all kind of happening. It feels like it's happening to you. This is for everybody listening. If you feel like your life is happening to you, look and see just how much masculine energy you're doing. Are you letting yourself play at all? Are you letting yourself have a vision of a bigger picture? If those two things are kind of void or just you don't take them as seriously as the get it done part, more than likely you're exhausted from too much to do and not feeling fulfilled. Okay, so I'm going to have to jump off because the show is over. But I just want <laughs> thank to you. help you on and put you on the right track and give that exercise a try. It actually works wonders. It's a lot more powerful than it sounds. So... Um, Thank you guys, everybody, for listening tonight and for calling in. Again, if you would like to participate in our 10-week Intuitive Masters, Intuition Masters program with me, be one of those three people, please write me at support at ahamomentinc.com for an application. We're taking applications this week, and we already got a few in today from the emails um, from yesterday. So please, please, please don't wait. Go ahead and write in, and let's see if we can work together. I would love to do I love this work. This is good stuff. And um, we will see you this time next week, same time, same place. We'll end with my motto, which is you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it too. And in this new energy, anything is possible. Take care, everybody. Have a great night. You've been listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show with your host, Mari. Be sure to visit her blog and website at www.ahamomentsinc.com That's A-H-A Moments with an S Inc.com Also join Mari on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ahamomentsinc and Twitter at twitter.com slash ahamoments We can't wait to see you there.